One of the central business storylines of the coronavirus crisis has been the shortage of so-called N95 respirator face masks. The most popular mask is the N95 respirator, which has become the symbol of the fight against the coronavirus. The shortage of personal protective equipment for healthcare workers is hitting home. Many nurses and doctors are resorting to reusing masks and relying on homemade versions to get by. The world is facing chronic shortage of personal protective equipment. This is Metro Health's Prescription for Hope. I'm John Campanelli. The shortage of basic medical personal protective equipment, especially masks, is one of the most frustrating fallouts of the coronavirus crisis. These things are inexpensive, they're essential, and they are supposed to be plentiful. Well, they will be again very soon. In an old storage room on the third floor of Metro Health Medical Center, Dr. Amy Ray, the system's medical director of infection prevention, is overseeing another test run of something extraordinary. These are, have been bacterially contaminated, also contaminated with spores and a virus that's not pathogenic. In the room, which is about 10 feet by 16 feet, there are three large sets of shelved racks. On them, about 150 medical masks hang by their elastic bands. So, um, there's a, well, those are three um, respirators, um, but then we have other types of respirators. So these are Kimberly Clark. Almost everything that you see are N95s. Um, we do have a surgical mask as part of a research protocol, but um, the reprocessing is mostly being done to conserve N95. Some of the masks are used, some are new, and some have been intentionally contaminated with bacteria, spores, or a benign virus that is genetically similar to the coronavirus. Petri dishes loaded with samples sit on a shelf. The bacteria, the viruses, the spores, they're about to meet their maker. With everything in place and the room's vents blocked off, Metro Health Training Specialist Brandon Murphy and Infection Prevention Coordinator Andrea Villers begin rolling in the equipment. Sure, so um, right now I'm setting up the main BioQuell unit. I'll plug this in and get it ready to... The BioQuell BQ50 vaporizer looks like a short, fat dehumidifier. It's wheeled in along with three aerators that look like small, 18-inch tall crates. All of them are spaced out, plugged in, and connected via Bluetooth. Brandon closes the door and seals the door frame up with tape. Everything is controlled outside the room via a surprisingly simple panel with, yes, a green button. Andrea's getting ready to press it. So we've set up the BioQuill vaporizer and the aeration units in the room with the masks hanging up on the wire racks. Everything's plugged in, everything's paired and ready to go. So all we have to do is hit the big green button. Gives us a countdown. It's now going. Over the next 90 minutes or so, the BioQuell 50 will measure the room's humidity and temperature, do some calculations, and then begin spraying the room with hydrogen peroxide. Not a wet mist, a dry vapor. The aerators will keep the air moving, and then toward the end of the cycle, they will help remove the hydrogen peroxide from the air, turning it into clean, harmless water and oxygen. It is a completely green process. 
You might have hydrogen peroxide in your medicine cabinet to clean minor cuts and wounds. That's 3% concentration. Salons use it to bleach hair at 6 to 10% concentration. The vapor the BioQuell 50 is blasting throughout the room is 35% concentration. Once the cycle is done, in less than two hours, everything in the room, the floors, the shelves, the walls, the ceilings, and of course the masks, will be clean, dry, and sterile. In fact, the masks will be cleaner than when they were new and in their original packaging. Metro Health has the BioQuell system because of our status as the state's only Ebola treatment center. The original use of the technology was to sterilize areas from hospital rooms to the backs of ambulances where an Ebola patient had been. This is a reimagined way to use that technology. But what's novel about the mask is that, I mean, they're clearly cloth. Right. So this is, you know, this is a use that was not exactly right. anticipated. Um, but what is known about the, those respirators, you can't submerge them in water. You can't clean them with soap. There are very limited ways to handle them. You can't use like ethylene oxide. And so the only approved technologies are vaporized hydrogen peroxide under EUA from, by the FDA, emergency use okay. authorization. Not every mask is going to be able to be reused. So you, we visually inspect all of them and we visually also assess for physical damage and we look at fit, not exactly fit, but the straps. If the straps have gotten too stretched, they're not, the mask just needs to be discarded. Okay. So typically these uh, N95s are respirators, which means they actually filter very, very small particles. And the intended duration of use is eight hours, either intermittently or continuously. But using this reprocessing technology allows us to put them back out into circulation for ongoing healthcare worker use. With testing complete and successful, MetroHealth announced this week that we can now sterilize up to 50,000 masks a day. That means we can expand the availability of masks to more patients, more hospital staff, and more to nearby hospitals and health centers. The hope is to end the shortage of respirators and to take another step toward ending this crisis. So what this technology allows us to do is uh, revolutionize how we think about uh, N95 respirator use. It extends our, our supply indefinitely almost. It, it really helps me sleep better at night in terms of knowing that no matter what market forces exist, and what the global economy looks like if we are able to take care of our own, meaning our own masks, uh, our own respirators, and extend the life of them and do so safely, it is a game changer. Thank you. I'm gonna go wash my hands. Yes, thank you, me too.